This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, a very good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans, with you live on Facebook every Thursday. Now, if you're watching on the Facebook version or the video version, you may notice a couple of slight differences, mainly the fact that instead of being a panel of four, there's now a panel of five. That's because our new sign-in, Simon Mercer, is with us once again. Simon, welcome back. Thank you. And... We've also got Mark. Mark is back as well. Mark Plum. Thank you. Uh, Felton is here. Hello. We've been trying to get rid of him, but he's still here. Rude. Uh, and uh, also back with a little bit of a suntan from his holiday and a bit of a beard growing as well. Oh. Mr. Nathan Edge. Nathan, welcome back to Thank the you podcast very much. fold. How was the holiday? It was amazing. I'm not happy to be back, to be honest. It's too cold here. I mean, that's just that's just rude, isn't it, boys? I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. Extend the hand of friendship. I'm sorry, guys. That's rude. I mean, I mean, it's between being here or in the Bahamas. Um, you got to understand that. I, mean, I, I don't accept that, boys, do you? I mean, no, to be honest, no. I think we might have to <laughs> terminate his contract. He said this two weeks ago when I was... Uh, Joining in on the uh, on the messages. I mean, to, to be honest, um, I think what might be the deal sealer here, boys. I don't know if you agree. Is um, I mean, it almost cost Mark his place as well. To be honest, um, where are the gifts? I've got you them all, but I'm afraid it's in my case, which is still stuck in Miami somewhere. Do you want to have or a quick round at an airline or wherever? Yeah, my case. I did not come back on the flight with me. I'm not happy. British Airways or American Airlines, they don't, I don't know whose problem it is actually, but one of those two, <laughs> someone's done it wrong and I'm not happy. Just and in case you're watching, sort it out. And because our gifts are in that case, yeah, neither are we. Other airlines are available, so I suggest you use them in, with the yeah. baggage handling. There you go. <laughs> uh, very good evening, one and all. Then we are here for the next hour or so to talk all things Mansfield Town, as always. A lot to catch up on, looking back on October, looking ahead to November. <coughs> Lots of changes, and because we are at a full panel of five, we're going to do a bit of a, a quizzy game uh, as well later on. We're going to find out there's going to be a bit of blood spilt between Nathan and Cam, as we're going to find out who is the Mansfield Matters Mastermind Champion, uh, and we'll return to the Ultimate that. 11 yeah. next week as well. But before we get started, it's that time of the show where we do the connection question. Obviously, a loose connection, I say the word loose, because today 
believe me boys and girls it is loose um, <laughs> steady uh, we're looking ahead to the uh, next game as well if you want to get involved in the comments throughout you can do so uh, just leave us a comment uh, in the live stream or you can tweet us at MTFC Matters and Cam you're on comment watch because from here where I'm sitting I can't see a thing yeah I can't read that, so you're on, on comment watch, all right? Sounds good. Okie dokie. Uh, right then, connection question time, uh, boys. It is this. Shore Lane were founded as uh, the club they are now, bar the dropping of the uh, Aqua Force from their name due to league rules, in 2012. In that year, I want to know a couple of things. First of all, which non-league club did the Stags play at this stage of the FA Cup competition? And, as it went all the way to penalties via a replay and extra time, can you name the four successful penalty takers and the Stags heroic keeper? So we've got six points up for grabs on this one. Can give me a number between one and six. How many do you think you can name? Uh, six. Oh, Nathan, the return eight. One uh, be, number between one and six. How many do you think you can name? I'm really confused. <laughs> I, the question I don't again. think I followed the question. Yeah, give me one more time. At <laughs> uh, this stage of the competition in 2012, the year which Shoreline were. That's right. the loose connection. Okay. You're with that so yeah, far. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which non-league club did the Stags play at this stage? So that's one of the six points. Yep. And then I want the four successful penalty takers from the penalty shootout, which is another four. Then the final one I'm looking for is the successful goalkeeper for the sixth point. Are you with it yet? Yeah, I've got the question now. Still well done. Not, still not much better. Um, probably one or two points. I'm going to clue. Okie dokie. Simon? Yeah, one or two. One or two. Struggling. Mark? Yeah, one or two. Also, Cam at the moment is the one who's... who's one or two would be a guess as well. I think, <laughs> I think it's more five. I'm not quite no, no, sure. No, you said six. six. But I, I think I can do six, but it's... Ah, I'm not no. sure. You said six. I, I think I probably can do so six. So you're going for all six. Probably six. And when <laughs> you get it wrong, we're all going to laugh at you and jeer, aren't we? I can do yeah. six. Yeah. I'm sure so I can do six. We will find out later <laughs> in the show. If you want to have a guess, by the way, in the comments or on Twitter, you can do so. The name of the non-league club the Stags played at this stage of the competition in 2012. The four successful penalty takers and the Stags heroic keeper. Let us know in the comments or tweet us at MTFC Matters. Right. Let's get stuck in like the proverbial Jamie Maguires of this world. Let's start talking topics and let's look back at uh, the last couple of games or so. Let's start off with Exeter, a one-all draw. Who wants to jump in first and foremost? I felt it was a frustrating afternoon for me. Anyone else agree? Yeah, we absolutely dominated them. I think it's one of the best performances of all season, in all honesty. And, you know, we should have won it by at least three or four. And it's again, it's another game where dominating possession, creating chances, and you know, it's just lack of concentration which led to the equaliser. And that's the thing, isn't it? Now, Simon, you look at this, mm. how many times, have we, we'll go into it in more details later, mm. how many times at this stage of the season have we conceded late goals which are costing us games? It's oh, the third it's, game in a row as well in the league. It's annoying, absolutely annoying. Especially after Saturday, like Mark says, we dominated from minute one to minute 93 or whatever it was we played till. And then just to have that, just that little bit of lack of concentration. I mean, to be fair, it's a great save again by Conrad, but he just, you know, it's just annoying that somebody were there to follow up. And if it had been the other way round, and we we'd have been in that position, they'd have probably cleared it, and that had been it. But can I just say though that CJ Hamilton was absolutely outstanding. On Saturday, I thought he was brilliant. He's one of those players which has really come back in and given yeah. us a boost, hasn't he? Yeah, and 
I, I think, not to take anything away from Jacob Mellis, because I thought he had a great game as well, but I thought CJ just shaded it for me as man of the match, rather than being Mellis. But don't take anything away from Jacob, because he had a good game as well, to be honest. Cam, you were busy being a plonker on that day. Uh, at the yeah. Only Fools and Horses convention. Do you see I've got a little Only Fools and Horses yeah, gag in there as well? Thank you, Nathan. I'm glad you appreciated it. And Nathan, you were... <laughs> Were you mid-air at that point, or no, were you sort of no. swimming with dolphins? I was, uh, no, I was actually uh, around the pool at that time, but the internet came to me. I was around the pool important. at that time? Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> I was sipping on the cocktail. I was loving life. But, uh, yeah, I had bad internet, but I did catch most of the game, especially the, the second half. And uh, I think I share the same uh, feelings as probably the rest of us in here. It's, it's just very frustrating, isn't it? It's actually beginning to become quite costly. <coughs> and I think it's something that we really need to sort of snap out very quickly because does anybody uh, know how costly it is becoming because I've got the full stats which I'm more than happy to rant about something like 15 goals in the last 15 minutes so far this season it's cost us something like 9 points I can tell you that the goals conceded in the last 15 minutes of games up until the Exeter game well in, up until now because we didn't concede against Everton so it's irrelevant in all competitions mm. 10 goals in the last 15 minutes of games mm. Just li- listening to that stat, Mark, you, you shop oh, and take a breath. Frustrating, isn't it? And how many times have we been in lead in most of them games? Well, yeah. exactly, exactly. And here's the other stat which I brought out because I knew that question was going to come. <laughs> <laughs> From drawing or winning positions, uh, we have dropped nine points. So we've lost out on four wins and a draw. That's That, for me, is yeah. concerning, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah. I think the question is, is, is why? Is it... Is it defensive problems or is it... I, I would say more. It's more of an attacking problem, the fact that we're not putting away our chances. Because we do create them, don't we? In most of the games. We did on... We have been yeah. good, especially the Exeter game in particular, wasn't it? I mean, uh, I think we was quite unlucky that, by the sounds of things. But I think they did clear a couple off the line and stuff. Um, but is it the defensive problem or is it the, the, the strikers not doing their job? And one thing for me... Evans keeps saying and we'll talk about this in more detail later on but Evans keeps saying oh we'll be alright when we come to January well Steve we've got nine more league games yeah. before January at the rate we're going we've played 20 games and we've basically conceded in the last 15 minutes once every two games and if that carries on over the next nine games that's what five four or five games where you're going to concede late and that's that's not going to put us in a good position does anyone know where we'd be if we'd have turned if we'd have got those wins in that draw, those wins against Newton, Giovanni, Newport, Sexters, it's going to be probably top, top three. three yeah. Yeah. Depending on side, depending yeah. on the obvious other permutations with the other clubs, the maths around the other clubs involved, I've got us on would have got us on thirty one points with those extra nine, which would put us in third or fourth place. Let's say fourth for arguments argument's sake. That for me is is frightening. I mean, mm. we're what fourteenth at the minute. That's, yeah. That can't happen, can it? No. Is that including like the other teams' points coming off them as well? So no, I'm not worth that out. Could, could it even be higher? Really, if you think about it, because you've got um, well, Luton is up there. And, yeah. Uh, so you know, it could potentially, like I say, it could be third, couldn't it? So you'd look at that and you'd be in such a much better position when you think going into January if he does want to strengthen, but. <laughs> It's so much better than where we are, isn't it? But that's the thing we, that's we've got. We've got such a strong squad, and we've proved over the games that we can perform. It's just one lapse in concentration which is costing us. And I don't even think it's down to the personnel. I think it's just down to the mindset of the players at the minute. Obviously, we've drawn three games in a row, one-one. Mm. It's not good enough. But we've they've all been good performances. The games where you think 
we should have won that. We really should have won that. The chances that we had that we're not putting away, does it come back to either coming back as just a lapse in concentration or does it come back to games where we should be closing the game out and yeah. getting these extra goals, shots that are cleared off the line? Should they? I mean, the, the and Emmings shot where the keeper saved it and it was bobbling towards the goal. Now, me personally, I thought Kane Emmings should have just carried on running and just smash it into the net, just to make sure, mm. you know, because it, 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 you, you didn't know that Exeter were going to score at that point because we looked so dominant at that point. But you knew, you knew that Exeter, at some point during the game, was going to come and attack us. They, they're bound to have opportunities to, to shoot and score and things like that. So, for us to not put them chances away... Uh, it, like you say it's frustrating here's one to throw in the mix then Mark yeah. Chris on Facebook says blame the gaffer for not making subs and closing the game out yeah, has he got a point yeah we spoke about this before haven't we in previous blogs and podcasts yeah I mean obviously you're on top of the game so obviously you know you've got to make changes you know I mean okay you know, obviously, fitness is going low at that point, so get some fresh legs on there. It makes a world of difference. And if you look at, I think Saturday in particular, and by no means my opinion to blame on anyone here, but if you watch the video back, it's just a fact that he was there. Yeah. Byron was so influential in the midfield, mm. but he was the one who didn't track the runner, and the reason he didn't track the runner is because he was bloody knackered. Yeah, fitness. And he played. Yeah. What did, what did he play in midweek against Notts County? He played fifty-five minutes then. First fifty-five minutes of competitive action. Mm. Then he would have trained two or three days, mm-hmm. and then to put him in on Saturday, I felt it was a risk, but it was a risk which paid off creatively. Yeah, but yeah. there was just that little bit of perhaps naivety from Evans and Rayner, just not to withdraw him and just play it a little bit safe, given our track record. But what a difference Byron makes when he plays! I'm not disputing that. You, what you I know, thought, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, maybe he should have took Byron off. Um, my my opinion is that when he does make substitutions. He makes them. He makes too many too quick, so he doesn't allow a, a player to settle into the game, sort of thing, before he's bringing another one on, and it, it kind of keeps changing all the while. And you know, it takes probably about ten, fifteen minutes for a, a, a player to get into like the stride of the game. And I know he, he, you can bring them on in eighty-eighth minute or something like that, but that's when you know you just. Time wasted and well, wasting time, happy. sort of thing. Craig Foster on Facebook says as well. Uh, sure, it was Bennett that didn't follow the run as well. Yeah, Benning was in that as well. But I think these it's two people blamed Benning, didn't uh, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he blamed uh, Benning. Again, Steve like, like I said before, I made the comment. I wasn't putting blame on anyone. I was just making the point that yeah. tired legs don't follow players, and the player that scored the goal, ironically, was a substitute or had that extra burst of pace and it's, that, that was the That's point it's I was making something I noticed at uh, Newport obviously Newport had scored then Evans decides to bring two subs on you think two subs and I can't remember who we brought on but they were quite influential players so you're trying to change the squad too much if you're going to concede and want to make a change make one sub let the team adjust slightly exactly. see how that goes yeah. if we get a goal then good if it doesn't quite work and we're just knocking it around a bit, then make your second sub. Don't go try to change the team too around. Too much, too soon. Too much, exactly. Because mm. not only are you going to end up having tired legs around them players that have just come on because they can't keep up with the two players that you have just brought on, but you're also going to get the players that have just come on just like trying too hard to do everything because the players are tired. They can't do everything. 
And I think Evans expects too much at the minute from his own players. And I think, mm. I think bringing Byron in was probably was a risk. And I think it's getting them players that are influential back mm. in too soon. I think probably Byron, I don't know, half time sub maybe that extra boost. And does anybody know if Liangle's done anything wrong? Because he seems to get left behind, and Jimmy Spencer gets chosen above him. And when you need that second goal, I just think Liangle's got that bit more about him than Jimmy. Now, there's an interesting point. <laughs> there's an interesting, interesting point there with the Liangle situation because obviously he played a part in the Checker Trade Trophy game against Everton mm. on Tuesday night, and I think it's one of those for me where. You can see if a player wants it, and for me, games like that, players will either see as one of two things. One, a chance to get back in the side and make a name for themselves, a la Byron, Mellis, what they did at Notts County. Two, punishment. Does Leangle see it as punishment that he's not in, in the senior side? Is it is there an attitude thing there from Leangle, or is it the fact that he's not getting a start because we've got a deal with Oxford to play Kane Hemmings, and then... Evans might think that in the last 10-15 minutes of games rather than bring somebody with a little bit of pace on he wants to bring you know a, a target man if you like someone who's a little bit taller and can try and win headers mm. is, is there more to this Liangle situation than we think it? There might be but when, when you look at it though Jimmy Spencer from the start of the season until now has not scored Angle's got four goals so for me yeah, Lee, Lee might not have been performing, but he played well against Notts County last week. I would have potentially maybe have played him against Exeter or gave him a more of a run out rather than the last 10, 10 minutes or so. I'd have perhaps given him half time from half time because I thought on Saturday, not to slate him because we all love him. But Danny Rose didn't. He looked half a yard off the pace. I think he'd lost his head on Saturday a little bit. I think something had got to him. I mean, I don't. If, I don't know if you've seen in the warm-up sometimes when they've they've all come in for the group huddle or whatever. They all mm. split off and then they'll all go down the tunnel. But Danny, Danny Rose won't. They'll go to Kieran Cappy, who's obviously the equipment yeah, yeah. guy, and he'll Cappy will knock him three or four balls mm. and he'll try and smash as many as, as he can into the goal. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit of a man, mentality thing, superstition. But he was snatching at his chances on. Yeah. On Saturday before, and he smashed two or three into into the quarry lane, and one nearly hit a kid, I think. No. Um, and I think, no. or he nearly hit somebody. I didn't see what, who it was because I was too far away from it. But the that point is, he held his hands up, and he obviously said sorry. And he's that type of person. Yeah. But I think that might have got in his head a bit. Then he got the silly booking later on in the second half, yeah. and I think his head had just gone. He weren't yeah. getting his chances. He was yeah. snatching I think it. He was just just I thought he won ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think. Do you think it's? With the Lee Angle situation, he's doing the same with Angle, what he did with Rose. Leaving him out for a couple of games, getting him into this, making him hungry, wanting game time, and then for him to come but back I think in. The, I, I agree, I think there is something in that, but I think the difference there is Danny Rose has got a little bit more experience, and mm. Danny Rose sees it as a challenge, whereas Angle's, come, yeah. Angle's a little bit... It's this thing with football, I'm going to say the word, I, I, there's probably a better word for it, but I think there's a bit of arrogance. He thinks he should be in the squad. That's it. Yeah. He yeah. should be in yeah. the squad. But if if that was so, I remember two or three years ago, I don't know if you remember him, Derek Asamoah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Derek when Colton Palmer first come to us and Derek said, I'm too good to be on the bench. And Colton Palmer turned around and says, I don't like your arrogance. 
I want you out of this team. And that's why they sold him. That's yeah. why they got rid of him. Now, to me, if that, if I was the manager and I would say, and Lee Angle came to me and said, too good to be on the bench, I need to be playing, I'd be saying to him, prove yourself to me. Exactly. Pro- prove it against Knox County, prove yourself against Everton, and then we'll look at you, maybe Shaw Lane as well, and then we'll look at you maybe next league game. You know, you need to prove. That's the problem, though. If it, so, it's all well and good proving yourself against Nos County reserves and um, Everton young young side, and 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 Shaw Lane. I mean, it's tough anyway. But it's different opposition to the league. And I personally thought that he, he's just he's not he's not been living up to the standards that we should he should be doing. I know, I know he's um, not that experienced, like we've already said, but. I think when you've got Jimmy Spencer's company, I mean, he's been out injured for a lot of the start of the season, hasn't he? So it's not really fair to say that he hasn't scored because he has come close in the last couple of games as well. But I, I think Jimmy Spencer at the moment is playing better than the angle. And if that's the case, then I think he deserves to keep his spot, really. And we'll come on to that in, in a minute or so because we'll talk about the Everton game. I just want to finish off on the, on the Rose and Angle point uh, with a couple of the comments that have come in as well. Craig says, uh, Rose ran his socks, not being by the way, Craig in the comments, is, I'm not sending comments to myself. Uh, Rose ran his socks off and got kicked from pillar to post. He was exhausted after 64, 65 minutes, in my opinion. Uh, completely agree with that. I think it's, it goes back to the substitution thing mm-hmm. again. Uh, Chris says um, Angle is a player that needs first team footy and he's good at holding up play for others to join in the attack uh, and also not only players coming back from injury that are lacking energy but others that are not in the game that could be subbed Hemmings uh, Hemmings con- Hemmings, I can't read that Hemmings contract could be that he has to has to be played uh, and Angle is the full guy it got a point I mean look when we sent Jack Thomas out on loan to, to Boston yeah. or wherever he went the condition was when we loaned him out this season mm-hmm. yes you can have him but if you don't play him you've got to pay us X amount of money yeah. and that could well be the case mm-hmm. and if that's the case then, then fair enough but if it's, if it's not then you know we need to perhaps look at that let's move on then and, and look at some more positives um, we've talked about we've spoken about the Byron boost the creativity back in midfield which is fantastic another a bit of a, a boost was uh, a shining diamond on Tuesday <laughs> thank you Val I'm glad you appreciate the fun uh, on Tuesday against Everton in the, the Checker Trade Trophy was anyone there other than me or no. No. yeah I was I stayed at home and watched the hockey I wish what's I the point of having a podcast if no one's at the we actually games. got a family uh, you two have cut this yeah. up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring him earlier on this morning. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> sure did. I wish I wasn't there because it was poor uh, first half, wasn't it? <laughs> it? Well, exactly. I mean, to be fair, did you expect anything less than, well, no, than that? I guess not. I mean, it's one of those games, isn't it? But let's talk about that. You mentioned him earlier, Jimmy Spencer. Yeah. Um, I actually felt on, on Tuesday night that it, Spencer actually had one of his, his best games so far and really showed his quality. I think he's shown the reason why we got him. He's not going to be the, the top goal scorer, really, is he, that... It was never going to be. Never going to be, but it's, it's that uh, link-up play that he gives, isn't it? And I think sometimes uh, we, we need that, especially, I mean, we are creating chances, but we need to carry on doing that. And I think he uh, he does help with that matter. So um, that's one of the reasons why I think he, he still deserves a, a place. But we're only team. playing having done 121. Yeah. Exactly. Under 23, so let's get this one. But I think the thing with that is as well, I think... It's all right, sort of branding them as an under twenty three side, but if you look at the players they've got in there, they've got some terrific talent. Many of whom have spent half a season on loan at Championship level, very highly rated. They've got some good players in there. They're not to be underrated. 
the, the left back Garbett Luke Garbett he's played for, in, in, the, in the league for them hasn't yeah. yeah I mean I, did, I thought the Everton was actually pretty poor I don't, oh I mean, they were yeah, they yeah. Were they were I mean, they've, I mean, they've got some good players but I think they, they, they knew they were going to progress in the competition let's face it and, I uh, felt for them a little bit because obviously their manager of that team is David Unsworth and obviously he's preoccupied elsewhere at the minute so mm. I think that unrest does sort of go down a little bit more but as you said Nathan, with young players yeah exactly as you said Nath obviously they'd lost the opening two games nobody really fancies a, a run out run out in Mansfield do they on, on a Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday night, night in freezing cold in, October, in, in front of 900 and some fans it was <laughs> exactly yeah but for, for us on the flip side that's another £10,000 in the pot for winning the game which gives us now a total of £40,000 you get 20000 just for participating and then 10,000 per win two wins uh, obviously makes a total of 40,000 pounds and that money cam could be the difference in January couldn't it even if even if you know we don't manage to progress regard depend on the result next week uh, could that money I'm be gonna, the difference I'm going to put my neck on the line and say I don't think I think probably one signing in January I can't see there being many changes and I can't see many players going out either no, there isn't <laughs> That's thing. You, not only have you got to think about obviously players wanting to come in, players dropping down from other levels, and players that have come up levels. Uh, Johnny Hunt, for example, players that are playing well, but we're not getting the results. And I can't say that it's even the team, the players that we've got. I think it's just literally down to the mentality. We just all the fitness of the players, and I don't think it's quite up there at the minute. And I think if we get this bad weather that's meant to come and it gives us more time between matches more time to focus on training analysing games analysing opponents coming up I think that might be the difference this season I don't think it'll be the players that we bring in or players that go out I think it's purely down to what's in their heads and I think if they can get become this tight-knitted team that they're meant to be I think we can do it and I think it's not... I don't. I don't think money will come into it that much. I think the money will probably be spent going out. Maybe I don't know team bonding exercises, team building exercises, things like that, and going out and getting this tight knit team, getting the lads together, and actually playing as a team and not trying to be one man shows. And I think you've got yeah. you've got standout performers in a in a bad bunch for some games. Let's just look at it from a, a different perspective for a moment. Obviously, um, John and Carolyn Radford have, have put a lot of money into this season. Hmm. I would actually go as far as to say that this season transfer, this season's transfer budget and wages budget is probably the budget which we would have had across the next three seasons. Hmm. I think we've taken a massive, massive gamble. And... There's only a few ways that football clubs can sustain that and reinvest that money. Selling players, don't think we can risk to sell. The only player we'd get properly decent money for, be McDonald or Rose, either of them going and you've, you've, you've shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. The other way is obviously ticket ticket sales, but that obviously most of the time goes back to, it's not great anyway, no. but it also goes back to you know sustaining other areas of the club, paying wages for the you know admin staff and ground staff and what have you. Mm-hmm. Then the other way is revenue from cup competitions. So as much as Steve Evans and, and everyone will write this off, and it is right to write it off because it is a, a low competition of low priority, but the prize money for this year is decent. To say we've already earned 40k for three games is not bad at all. If we go through, 
if not, can you do us a favour and we don't go if, and we go through next week? Um, that's realistic of chance of more money. And as Michael's just said in the in the comments as well, we're on TV on Saturday. Mm. We're getting broadcasting money. I'll say it's something like sixty k just for the TV, and then an extra nearly twenty k for a win, isn't it, or something? Yeah, price fund. How that's pivotal, a massive yeah. amount. How pivotal w- would that money be if you were put yourself in John Radford's shoes for a moment, Simon? I um, wish I could. I wish I got his money. Yeah. <laughs> if you were in his and shoes, his and shit, well, <laughs> if you're watching, I'm sorry. <laughs> she does watch. Oh no! <laughs> so, so do you want us to? Set, I'm leaving now. Would you like us at Christmas maybe to? Obviously, we're going to set up a Christmas set because I know you've already been tweeting this morning, Nathan, about putting Christmas decorations up. Yep. It's the first of November. I'm going to bring November. Joke. Would you like us to put some mistletoe? Up? No, I'm good. No? Thanks. Sure. Yeah. Is it because you're getting married to Mark's sister yes. and you don't want him to grasp yes. you up? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you would. Would you, Mark? No. There you go. We'll, we'll sort it out for you. There's no we'll need to grasp me up. It's yes. all on here. Yeah. yeah. Should watch? No. Oh, that's all right. But it would be watching like way. tomorrow yeah. or when you put it on later. Ah, fair play. So you it's could get in trouble. Can you edit this bit out? <laughs> in a um, word. No, let's be serious. Okay, okay. Uh, if you were in John Radford's shoes yeah. and you were looking at this now and you were thinking, right, forty k from the Checker Trade Trophy, that's nice. TV money coming in as well, decent. Where would you be willing? Would you be thinking now, looking at the way we've we've maybe not finished games off? Would you be thinking, all right, I might give Radford, I might give Evans a checkbook? It's difficult because he's already given him so much, and he's Evans has already promised. John Radford like the world as such in football in terms as we, we're going to win the league and everything but things take time if I was John Radford I'd be saying to him if you're not in a certain position come January you're not getting any more money sort of thing or you, you're only getting so much because some people think Evans is only here to take money off of John Radford sort of thing to you know he, he, people think he's playing him to get money out of him but we need to start performing on the pitch before I think John Radford gives him any more money we need to start climbing the ladder and being like in the playoffs sort of thing not far off the top before John Radford turns around and says right you can have the money for this player because if we need him to kick on then we can have it sort of thing Mark, you're not on the way to that. I don't think we need any more players, personally. I think the squad we've got is good enough to get promoted. I would only make one one change, and that, obviously, Kane Hemmings is loaning his up in, in January. I would get rid of Hemmings. I mean, no disrespect to him, he's probably a nice nice bloke, but he's not delivering for me, for, for, for what no. he's supposed to be. He's not delivering. I would no. go out and I would be looking for maybe a young, hung, more hungry striker, hmm. maybe to push Angle a little bit more, and saying, right, go and get us some goals. For me, it would be having for another striker, Nathan. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. It all depends on what happens with Hemmings. So, I mean, if he's a bit of form between now and uh, now and January, then see if we can extend that loan. But if not, uh, like I say, I think he probably has got to go back, and we we look elsewhere. And that's the only sign I would make. But like like Mark said, I think this squad is good enough. And as you were alluding to a bit earlier, I I just think it's down to the the, the team needing to gel, and uh, the the more they train together, the more they play together, that that will happen. So but, it's just time. Yeah. I wouldn't want if we go out in January and make 
free four changes. I just think that'll, that'll that be a step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It'll disrupt things yeah. way too much. Evans has already said that if he got the money, he'd buy Hemmings tomorrow. So is that a confidence boost? So you know, he's he's at something where you know he knows he's going to get the money. So Hemmings is going to be a permanent signing. In, in I'd, be, I'd be disappointed with that. I'm not going to lie. I don't think he. I think no. Evans says things, doesn't he? But does he mean it? Is that to give him yeah. a confidence boost? Is it to? I, I don't know. Yeah. Is yeah. it to get more? Is it to, reverse psychology? Yeah. Sort yeah. Of yeah. Well, yeah. that's an interesting time to bring up uh, a topic which we're going to come to later on in the podcast. Actually, uh, I'm going to call it the Steve Evans School of Management slash the Steve Evans uh, dictatorship. Now, obviously, we all know what the number one podcast is on the podcast market, right? Mark, do you know what the number one podcast is on the podcast market? Yeah. Which is? Mansfield Matters. Simon. Mansfield Matters. Cam. Mansfield Matters. Nathan. <laughs> Probably Mansfield Matters. Nathan? Probably. That's the gang. We should have dropped that in recent weeks. Um, do we know, though, what the number two podcast is on the, the podcast market? Any ideas? Any guesses? Football related po- podcast? No, no, we don't do that. That's, that's, that's more pressure Outtakes. on me. Oh, God, no. God, no. Can, you Can you imagine? We'd be here for about four hours. Um, <laughs> The number the number one podcast actually on the podcast market at the moment is sadly not Mansfield Matters. It is, however, uh, a podcast called The Magic Sponge, which uh, mm. is are we all familiar with Jimmy yeah. Bollard. Oh yeah, yeah uh, Jimmy yeah. Bollard, Rob Beckett, and a comedian called Ian Smith host a podcast done by uh, Dave, the TV channel, and their production company called The Magic Sponge, where they get on former footballers who, let's say, have a bit of a reputation, mm. funny stories, that sort of thing. Mm. Basically, if you want to hear an ex-footballer talking about taking a crap in a hotel room, that's your podcast for you. Um, <laughs> coming soon Beautiful. to this channel, by the way, will be something very similar. More on that later. Um, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's for masters extra time. Um, basically, this podcast—they've just returned for a new series. On the show this week uh, was a player called David Noble. Anyone heard heard of him? David yeah. Noble. You know if you've heard many of him. years ago. Many years ago, uh, ex-Boston. Ex Rotherham, I think he's now playing non-league uh, with I think uh, I can't remember the club now. Name some conference clubs for me. No, can't remember. The one who had all the money, Eastleigh. I think he's Eastleigh. at Eastleigh now. Um, I might be wrong. Anyway, David Noble played under Steve Evans as a youngster, and then towards the back end of his career, when Evans joined Rotherham, reluctantly re-signed for him. And in this podcast, uh, David Noble talks openly about the Steve Evans School of Management and I'm gonna, I've got written down some notes and I'm going to come to those later on which may bring up some more interesting uh, questions so all I'm going to ask for now and I want your comments on this as well Steve Evans has managed what five clubs now mm-hmm. uh, the one we played in pre-season Boston um, Crawley Rotherham Leeds Stags he's only six club now Stocksbridge was the other other club when he first started out. was it Stocksbridge no Stamford was the, the, the club when he first started out six clubs mm-hmm. how many players in our dressing room played under Steve Evans before anyone know anyone in guesses I think it's a small number it's a very small number yeah it's none <laughs> none whatsoever as a manager of six former clubs do you find that a bit strange other than didn't Hemmings play under him for a bit uh, some club no I don't I don't know I don't think so I think it was 
Well, we may have Mitchell Rose, I think that was it. Mitchell Rose, yeah. Yeah, Did you notice though we had three or four players that played? Uh, no, Scott, Scott Shearer. Yeah. Twice, Scott Shearer. Yeah. Julian Rotherham. <laughs> Every time they played under him, they got rid of him. Yeah, that's my point, Simon. Yeah. Why have we got no former Steve Evans players who he's been there and done it with? Is there a reason for that? And we're going to come on to that later in the show. Let us know your comments on Twitter at MTFC Matters or in the comments uh, below. Time now, though, to move from the discussion to, first and foremost, the result of last week's... Uh, well, not last week, two weeks ago, because I'm rubbish at putting this on Twitter. <laughs> um, I've been preoccupied, boys, all right. Um, the Bring result... Out. Steady. Um, of... Um, the last Ultimate Eleven. Now, first and foremost, I want to clear something up on the Ultimate Eleven. We always get a lot of stick on this podcast and on social media mm. about the players we pick. So I've renamed the Ultimate Eleven the Millennial Ultimate Eleven, <laughs> which means we predominantly pick players from post noughties with a few exceptions when we can think of some. But currently, <laughs> yeah. it's post noughties so layoffers. And it's also to give the chat a little bit of breathing space after they blatantly stole our feature. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, Phil's in the post or... Big love to you, don't worry. Um, so, um, a couple of weeks ago, when you were on a beach somewhere, yep. we, well, myself, Cam, Mark and Simon, Nathan, we, we picked our central midfielders. Um, Cam, your choice was? James Maguire. Mark. Adam Murray. Simon. Craig Beasley. Mine. Neil McKenzie. Number 14, boiled a hero of mine. We put it to the vote on Twitter. And ridiculously, in last place, on 6% of the vote, was Neil McKenzie. You're all idiots and you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, in second place, on 10%, was Craig Disley. Yes, I was at last. <laughs> and then it was very tight between Maguire and Murray. I can reveal the winner of the first spot in central midfield was Jamie Maguire. Yes! Get in! Yes, Jammer is in the centre of the park and... I believe you're away, aren't you, for, for a couple of weeks after this week? So, I am, yeah. yeah. Now, the thing is, we've had a decision to make as management. I mean, we've just signed you on a permanent contract. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. So, do we make... We brought you in as a loan signing when Mark was away and when Nathan was away. Do we make another loan signing? You might have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> We asked ourselves as management, do we make another loan sign? I think at this stage of the season, what you need, I think you need a tough tackling... I'll tell you what I'll do, because I'm at work, I'll log on on Thursday night and I'll message you my vote. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Sounds like work to me, like... Well, it does, does it? Yeah, sounds it sounds like getting paid for scribing up. Yeah. But, <laughs> there you go. Um, but who can complain? Uh, basically, what we thought is we would try and make a loan sign-in and try and you know bolster the midfield a bit get us through this tough period of time and maybe get someone from in, who's been inside the Mansfield dressing room We, I think it's it's safe to agree that we're all passionate supporters aren't we we all bleed yeah. amber and blue yeah. so we need somebody who, who does that similarly I think we should bring in Jamie Maguire oh no you can't do that I'm at work <laughs> what do you think I think we should. Yeah, yeah. Maguire in. Yeah, Nate. Can we keep him in? Sorry, I'm swapping shifts. Mark. Yeah, we're going to see Maguire. He's actually tweeted us after we put the video out uh, this week. Um, 
<laughs> he tweeted us awesome. earlier in the week to obviously give his comments on, on the video. <laughs> this is well, genuinely, genuinely wounded. true. Wow. Genuinely true. Uh, awesome. Tweeted us, as did Neil McKenzie to be here. We had a long conversation with Neil McKenzie. He will be a future guest as well, which I can't wait for. He's going to sign that shirt uh, from, from back in the day. Just trying to scroll back through the tweets now to, to find it so I can say word for word uh, what he said. Let's go a bit further back than that. You have to be on this. You can tell it's live, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are we? Uh, Murray just gave yours loads of th- thumbs, up, thumbs up, so we'll try and get. We'll, we'll try and get. Uh, sorry, yours. Yeah. Uh, I'll say damn all mine. Yeah. Ah. Murray gave yours lots of thumbs up, yeah, so hopefully, one, yeah. yeah, hopefully we'll get him on one day as well. Uh, Maguire put ah, thanks, lads. Get me on one time for a chat, uh, which we certainly will do. So Maguire, fingers crossed, will be joining us in the coming weeks to be a part of Natural Matters podcast <laughs> in the place of Simon just shows what happens when you skip a podcast doesn't it yeah. <laughs> I can't help being at work I'd, I'd retire well, not on go. my wages <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move to some competition within the ranks then uh, I might have to change the seating order here in a second um, in fact I, w- I will need to in a minute um, the Mansfield Masters Mastermind Challenge you were aware of this a little bit aren't you Simon yes Okay, over the past few weeks we've been doing the Mansfield Matters Mastermind Challenge where in the 15-1 to 1 round Cam and Nathan were the two top scorers well, to find out who is going to be the first winner of the Mastermind Challenge and because this is the only time we're likely to have a full five for a while uh, we're going to play a new one called Ten to Tackle uh, Nathan and Cam, you're either going to pick Mark or Simon as your teammate and together you're going to play two rounds um, I've lost where I was on the page. <laughs> You're going to play two rounds of Ten to Tackle where you'll face ten questions on a set subject with a 60-second time limit. With me so far? Yeah. Okay. In the first round, you'll each nominate either yourselves or your teammate. The second round, whoever hasn't played, will go. And then in the final round, the team with the highest combined score chooses to stay or play in the last remaining topic where you'll work together, uh, where you will work uh, work together uh, the aim is to obviously stay in possession. Um, to determine who plays first and who picks the topic, Nathan and Cam, I'm going to ask you um, a nearest two question. The person who gets closest to gets to choose their teammate, uh, and uh, then the other gets to choose the topic. With me so far? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, I'll let you have the first pick. Um, what number do you get when you combine the attendances of the Stags FA Cup third round tie at Newcastle in 2006 oh, and at home to Liverpool in 2013 nearest two nearest two um, what do you think it's going to be 39,000 on the nose 39 on the nose yeah okay Cam give me a figure Newcastle at home 40,000 on the nose that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His tactic has worked because the actual number was 48,924. Oh, so, first and foremost, Cam, you, you get pick way too low. You, yeah. you can either pick your teammate or you can pick the categories. But I'm holding the categories back, I'm not going to tell you what they are. Teammate or categories, what do you want? Teammate. Pick your teammate, please. Okay, uh, Mark and Cam, if you can swap seats for me, please. Second mug. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't have any. Thank you very Sorry, much. Sorry, Cam. That shit gang. Okay, I see what you've done there. Um, okay, so Nathan, topics. Uh, what will happen is, um, Cam, you get once you've heard the topics, you will get to pick who plays whether it's yourself or Simon, and 
then um, Nathan, you will get to do the same as well. Don't the drop me in it. <laughs> cup encounters, goals, or Mezzas mix-ups. So <laughs> you very carefully. Uh, first and foremost, I would like you to pick. Um, in fact, no. First and foremost, Cam, are you going to play or is Simon going to play? You've got to think tactically now, because this is for your victory, Nathan, this is for your victory. So are you going to put yourself in, or are you going to pass it on to, to Simon? Um, I'm going to play it. Okay. Cam is going to play the first topic. Okay. So Nathan, what would you like Cam's topic to be? Cup encounters, goals, or Mezzas mix-ups? Like, uh, oh. Cup encounters, goals, or Mezzas mix-ups? Do I have to do this pattern as well? No. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for... Cup Encounters. Okay, so Cam, you're going to be playing Cup Encounters. Why do you not want? Okay. Uh, Nathan, you now need to nominate either yourself or Mark, and then Cam will be choosing the, out of the remaining two topics for whoever you choose to play. Yourself or Mark? Don't forget this is for your win. Yourself or Mark? Who are you going to nominate? You can put yourself in, I'm just, or you can put Mark in. Who are you uh, I'll go. Okay, so Nathan, you're going to play. Uh, Cam, you get to choose between goals or Mezzas mix-ups. Goals. Okay, so Nathan, you're going to be facing goals, which means the power is then out of your hands. It will be for your team, Mark against Simon in Mezzas mix-ups. <laughs> All right. Okay. So first and foremost, um, thanks, boys. Cam, because you got the closest to the number, would you like to go first or second? Second. Okay, so Nathan, you are going first. Nathan, you're going first on goals. You've got ten, 60 seconds. There's 10 questions maximum, one point per correct answer. Basically, questions all about goal scorers. It's as simple as that. You, do you see where I am with this now? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so do we get bonus if these were on. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, and count, count on me being wrong though. Uh, <laughs> for every question you get wrong, it will be a point to the other team. Oh, God. Okay? So. Um, well, I don't the 10 points, but. <laughs> so we will find out here. You've got a minute to play, though. Are you, are you ready? No, but yes, go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to entrust the other team to the stopwatch. So as soon as it gets to a minute, I want you to say stop, but the time will begin after I've finished asking the first question. Okay, so you've got to be on the button. You ready? Yep. Nathan, your one minute on questions about goal scorers starts after I've asked the first question, which is, who became the first ever Stags goal scorer in a competitive fixture outside of the Football League? Start the clock. Um, oh my God, I can't even name it. Jackson Lee. Who scored the decisive goal as the Stags beat Hereford in 2013? How many goals did Chris Greenacre score in a stag shirt according to Wikipedia? A lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't even count. Oh, 18-6. Mickey Bolden had two spells with the Stags, top scoring in his second spell when the Stags were relegated out of the Football League, but how many did he score in his first spell at the club according to Wikipedia? I'm going to get these. 15. In the season, the Stags were crowned champions of the conference, which central defender finished with eight goals? Ryan during the 2005-2006 season, how many goals did Simon Brown score? <laughs> Six. Which number seven was the predominant penalty taker during the 2003-2004 season? 
I'll give you a clue, he missed one at Cardiff by chipping it over the bar like uh, who was the who scored the opening goal against Lincoln City in the season's Czech Trades Trophy campaign? Danny Rose. Was it Minnie? Danny Rose. Yeah, you were supposed to start. Yeah, I've missed it. I'm supposed to I've missed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. well, I did that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll let him have that question. Uh, you managed to answer eight <laughs> questions. That was yeah. and out only eight of, seconds. Out. And out of the eight, you got. One, two, correct. Yeah. I'll quickly run through the uh, the right answers. So who knows? Simon Brown. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> I think I chose, I chose Chris, well on that. Chris Greenig is my favourite player of all time. I still I don't. How anyone know how many he scored? I think I chose About well on that one. For, so no, one. I don't have a clue on any of them. I chose three, well. Three, God. I thought goal is the only one I've got a clue with. Okay, okay. So Michael Blackwood was the first ever goal scorer outside the football league. 49 was the number of Chris Greenacre goals. Uh, 12 was Mickey Bowling's first spell. Luke James was the goal scoring centre half. 12 was the Simon Brown goals, and it was Alfie Potter who scored uh, the goal against Lincoln in the Checker Trade Trophy. So, Nathan, after that round, it's Nathan 2, Cam 6. Um, so, I'm going to pass the stopwatch over. Well, I think round. I chose well on that one. <laughs> well, I think you, you did. Say that now. I think you now, did. Cam failed to grasp the concept of the minute, yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So when the minute is up, I need you to stop, <laughs> yeah. stop, all right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But you don't I press start until to after a question. We're all interesting questions, yeah. weren't we? Oh, yeah, we were too busy concentrating okay. on the questions. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. the questions they were. Yeah. Did you choose cupping counters for Cam, is that right? No, yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, so yeah. cupping counters uh, for Cam. So, Cam, <laughs> you've got ten questions in a minute. Uh, or, or as many as I can ask in a minute which all relate to Stag's Cup ties and it could be any Cup tie that they've played in right, so, uh, <laughs> before think, your time might be coming up I think this is easier than the goals one well, well you say that time. now are you ready? Yeah. Mark are you ready? Yeah. ok remember after I ask the first question yeah. Yeah. in which competition did Shane Redmond become a penalty shootout hero against Slough Town? FA Cup Stop the clock, by the way. Uh, the Stags yeah. reached the Wembley in 2010-2011 in the FA Trophy. But who opened the scoring for the Stags again? Works at Town at Ilkeston in round one. Louis Briscoe. Which club knocked the Stags out of the FA Trophy the following season in round one? Royalston. In November 2003, which midfielder scored a hat trick against Bishop Stortford at the field? Mills, the Stags won 6-0. Pass. Can't pass, got to give oh. an answer. Chris who were the Stags' only opponents when Satanta Shield played during the Stags' debut season Not conference? It. Which now lead two managers in charge of team battle and the Stags were drawn away to the university side in the FA Cup in 2002. Oh, uh, Dave Lottel. Sam Fucus ran right at St Albans City in the FA Cup in 2013, but how long have the Stags gone without a goal in minutes prior to Lee Stevens' 44? 44. I started, so I'll finish. How long have the Stags gone without a goal in minutes prior to Lee Stevens' 44th minute opener? 130. OK, you scored correct answers. Well, Three correct oh. answers, which gives Nathan it gives you four. So Cam gets... Three, Nathan gets four, which means I've got to do some maths here. I've not done myself any justice here, but I'll say that's uh, Nathan got two plus four, which gives Nathan two plus four is six. Well done. 
<laughs> I can deduct points as well, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've not said anything. Uh, and Cam scored three corrects in that round, plus the six, and the other one gives him nine points. So I chose well in that one, to be honest. How we? How we? I love that back by the way. Now Thank there were some obscure uh, ones. I thought the Satanta Shield one was. There was the one season because Satanta then became Premier Sports the season after. I know uh, we lost on penalties at York. We did lose on penalties at York. Well done. Hmm. We did. We did. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm proud of you for that one. Um, but like, <laughs> in in all seriousness, um, obviously, you know, I thought they were tough questions. How did we we find them? How did we find them? Very tough. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, obviously, the. Um, the next round is Mezzer's mix-ups. Anyone, any idea, bearing in mind past quizzes which I've created, what Mezzer's mix-ups is going to be? Anyone, any ideas? It could be anything. That's exactly right. What does Mez and Mini Mez do at the club? Oh, Grand And Kitman. Kitman. And what do you put on the back of the kit? No, names. So Mezzer's mix-ups could be... Oh, I can Spelling the names. Anagrams. 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 There we have it. Yeah. Anagrams. I'm glad I didn't have that. Well, oh. I'd be from those anyway. Yeah, so well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, it's Mark against Simon in these anagrams. Okay. Now, Good luck, mate. Yeah, I'll need it. Your team. <laughs> what basically what we're going to do here is we're going to do it. We're going to do it as a sort of a penalty shootout style. Okay. Um, Possession-based penalty shootout. I've not worked this out. Yet. Is it going to be? <laughs> A-B-B- no, 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 A-B-B-A. no, it's not. Basically, Cam, you're gonna you're you're gonna choose whether to be in possession or be without possession. Right. right. If you choose to be with possession, you then have to keep answering questions correct in order to keep getting points and to keep building up your points. Right. Right. If you choose to be out of possession, you put Mark in in the hot seat. Then he has to keep getting the right to earn Nathan points. Basically, the team. With as many points, the most points after this is the winning team. Nathan, you are uh, Nathan. You're not um, in in the lead at the moment, so you need to play catch up a little bit. So this pressure is a little bit on Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so if I you get them wrong. You say with this round, we're allowed to Can you stop touching my knee, please? Yes. <laughs> I've got faith in you, man. Nathan, faith in Nathan you. has just raised a very valid point here. Are you allowed to confer? Yes, you are. Ooh, there is no awesome. ti- there is no yeah, time on limit on, on this. Ooh, that's good. Well, we're going to be here till next week. <laughs> uh, I, should, I will put a time limit on this. Actually, I will. I will put um, a, a thirty second. Oh, uh, I, will, I will put a minute. No, I'll put confirmation. 30, 30 seconds. Thirty. I think thirty seconds is, is to confirm. Uh, <laughs> thirty seconds confirm, and then I need an answer straight away. Okay, that's fair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's like so pointless. Then, well, that's it, isn't it? It practically Better is pointless. Yeah, I mean. You know, if any production companies want to sign me up, then you know, I'm free to offers. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Cam, you are yep. three points ahead. Would you like to be in possession or would you like to put the pressure on, on, on Nathan and Mark? What do you want to do? Well, it's up to you, mate. I think they'll stutter. I'm going to put them in possession. Okay, oh, if they oh, get oh. it wrong, obviously they get a <laughs> point. Yeah, point. Uh, <laughs> um, so, okie dokie. Right there. The first one I'm looking for mm-hmm. is arms, pen knives, arms, pen knives, and because I think these will be tough, I am going to give you a, a clue, and I will do the same for you as well before you pipe up. Arms, <laughs> pen knives was a goalkeeper in the football league who 
used to play for Sheffield Wednesday. Arms, pen knives, your 30 seconds of conferring starts now. Arms, pen knives. If you know and you're watching on the comments, let us know in there as well. Arms, pen knives. Kevin Pressman or Kevin Gordon. Arms, pen knives. Keeper who played in the league used to play for Sheffield Wednesday. Arms, pen knives. Arms, pen knives. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I need an answer. Mark. Kevin Preston. Correct answer. Yes. One point to uh, on, Team yes. Nathan. Oh. Okie dokie. <laughs> right then. Uh, you are still in possession. Yep. Okay, so it's you again. <laughs> Bent, turn, shy. Bent, turn, shy. Right back can play centre half. 30 seconds. Starts now. Bent, turn, shy. Bent, turn, shy. Current player, right back, can play centre half. Bent, turn, yeah, yeah, shy. Yeah, yeah. You don't want the rest of the thirty seconds. You think you know? Yeah. Okay, give me, uh, give me the answer. Yeah, Bennett. It is Reese Bennett. Well done. So it is now. There you go. You're still in possession, and you need one point to draw a level. Yeah. Are, you, are you regretting this now? <laughs> Two questions, and you're regretting this. Nah. <laughs> okay. Good. Right. Third one. A data omen. A data omen. Clue. Left back. I think playoff season under Keith Curl. Left back playoff season under Keith Curl. Uh, in got injured, ended his career. Thirty seconds start now. A data omen. A data omen. This could do us. You got any idea? A data omen. Highly rated by many. Left back, knee injury sort of ended his career. Played under Keith Curl, solid left back. A data omen. We mentioned him a few weeks back in the Ultimate Eleven. A data omen. You've got five seconds remaining. Four, three, two, one. I need a name. Give me a name. <laughs> Give me a name. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I was only going to say Alan Tanker. I've got Okay, you say Dave Artell, it was wrong, so it is. Yeah, yeah, um, this is Adam It is Adam Eaton, well done. Uh, which means now, though, however, that you have, now that you've got it wrong, you've given the point to Cam, but you've also given possession to Cam as well. No. So, okay, now we're in trouble. Ah, yeah. if you get this wrong, it goes back to them and they're back in the game, so there's still plenty to go. Okay. Ladybug Pie. Ladybug <laughs> pie. No clues. Thirty seconds. What? Now. What? Ladybug pie. Not sure. It's the only clue I can give you give you get it straight away. And to be honest, I want to make it a more tense game. Ladybug pie. Uh, pie spelt without the e. Ladybug pie. Ladybug pie. Ladybug pie. Ten seconds remaining. One clue is a current player. Ladybug pie. Five, four, three, two, one. Simon, I need a name. Ladybug Pie. Jerkin. Ladybug Pie. No, no, more <laughs> 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 Ladybug Pie. Ladybug Pie. Ladybug
need a name oh, right now. I need a name right now. You will kick yourself when I tell you the answer. Ladybug Pie. Ladybug Pie. Give me an answer right now. Oh, I've got it. Paul Digby. Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, that was all done. Yes. You had about a minute there. Do you see why I didn't give you a name? Yeah. You were going to say UAD. You got it 100%. Well done. Okay. Alright. Oh, like you had two, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 Next, Next one. one. Out the back. Next one, still, there's still six to go. Here we go. Number five. A dose semi. A, <laughs> a dose semi. Your clue, he became a caretaker manager for us at one point. A dose semi. 30 seconds start now. A Got dose it. semi. Oh. Eddie Moses. Okay, no. Okay, yeah. Fine, yeah. Uh, but... The rules of the game were. I'd Simon's say it. Sorry. And so why have Nathan been answering? Yeah, so Mark's then, answered. Mark has answered. <laughs> answered them. Yeah. You can no, you can confirm. But Ma- when I've asked, Mark has he not? Simon, you all agree? Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm coming oh, on right. your side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Even though you are yeah. correct, <laughs> because you broke the rules, giving <laughs> yeah. the point to Nathan. And possession goes back to them. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that. Cheers. <laughs> we'll get back to you in no time. Don't worry. Yeah, you'll get it back. Okay. <laughs> Next one is. It's getting tight. This. It's getting tight. Uh, Nathan, you are now on. Uh, Nathan, oh, you God. are now on nine points. Cam, you are now on eleven. Ooh, so there's two points in it. Yeah. Okay. Remember, just to clarify, you can confirm that Mark has to give me the answer. Here we go. Uh, Phoned Mr. Jets. Phoned Mr. Jets. Your clue is former defender now involved with the youth team. 30 seconds. Phoned Mr. Jets. Phoned Mr. Jets. You want to give him the answer? John Dempster. John Dempster is correct. Yeah. Well done. And you see, he gave him the answer, so let's stay in possession. <laughs> uh, next one. Here we go. Let's get through these then. Candle Load Max. Candle load max, your clue, tricky winger, 30 seconds, start now. Candle load max, tricky winger, current player. Tricky winger, current player. Candle load max. Candle load max. Yeah, must be called max. Can you spell out max? M-A-X. Oh, shit. Um... (laughs) Five, four, three, two, one. Mark and eight. Oh yeah, is that Alex McDonald? Correct answer. Well done. <laughs> I was just like, I, I forgot about his first name. I forgot Alex. And then yeah, yeah. that's why I said X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in possession, it's getting very, very tight. Here we go. Um, plant this. Plant this. Clue. We're going back down the passages of time. Plant this. We're going back down the passages of time. <laughs> So pre naughties basically. Oh. Plant this. Club legend. Know anybody? Yeah. I think he wrote a book about his time involved in the army yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well. Plant this. Right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. So, right. That's now put Nathan on twelve points, and Cam, you are eleven. So, team Nathan's in the lead, and there are only two left oh, to get. Oh, two <laughs> left to get. But you've got to stay in possession yeah. because if you get this wrong, it goes back oh, no. to Team Fresh Cam. Okay. This one's important. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> no clue on this one because it's oh. getting tense. <laughs> All I'm going to do is give you the anagram, and you've got thirty seconds to confirm. Oh, that's impossible. Okay. <laughs> the anagram 
He's dry roses. 30 seconds start now. Dry roses. Dry roses. I can't give a clue. I can't give a verbal clue because they'll hear it. Dry, uh, dry roses. D R Y R O S E S. Dry roses. With 10 seconds oh, to go. It. Is it Ross Dyer? Mm. Ross Dyer? You going for Ross Dyer? It's only the correct answer. Yeah, come on! <laughs> <laughs> That's the first. Oh, one. See, now this would be completely different if I had to answer. No, no, first one I've ever yes, got. Yes, screw myself. You can shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> so now, Nathan, you are on thirteen 18. points. Yeah. Cam, you are on eleven. Disappointed. Which means you can't win. Yeah, yeah. You, you actually yeah. can't yeah. win. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> Which is quite handy because. The final anagram is my favourite anagram of all time. Randy Wands. It's Randy Wands, yeah. everybody! <laughs> yeah. Big round of applause, please, for Nathan, who is the mastermind challenge. Round of applause, please, for Nathan. Well, that wasn't one on one. Thank you. I thought that was, thought that was good. Oh, that was good, that was, but it yeah, wasn't one on one challenging me and Nathan. <laughs> if, you ta- if you did it me against Nathan, then I won. Let's, if you didn't make but, a silly mistake like the Mansfield defence every game, you'd still be in the That's a fair point, yeah. That is a very good point indeed. If you have just joined us, apologies. We have been, oh, as we always do at this point in the podcast, we have a little bit of fun. We take it away from what's been talked about, what's on the pitch, and we have a bit of a laugh and a joke. So thank you very much for, for sticking with us. Uh, that was the Mansfield Matters Mastermind Challenge 10 to tackle. And I can confirm that the first winner of the Mansfield Matters Mastermind Challenge is Mr. Nathan Edge. Well done, Mr. Edge. Thank you very much. Um, bit of bad news. There is no prize. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you'd have been here last week, I mean, yeah, right. You, you rubbed it. In I mean, uh, <laughs> how was the cake, by the way? Did you enjoy very it? Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was very good. Yeah, it was also very nice drinking a cocktail while the pool in thirty degrees. How so was the pick and uh, mix, Mark? Happy. Was that all right as well? Yeah, so yeah. Well, yeah. that's it. So last week you missed yeah. out on pick and mix and cake. I'm pretty sure this time I was probably took him to some nice food around the, the pool as well, so it's fine. But pick a mix and cake. I had a swim up bar. <laughs> well, I, that's, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah, a swim yeah, up yeah. bar. Nathan <laughs> wins. I think I can argue uh, too much on that front, but I would just like to say this now. I mean, it was Cam. It was your birthday earlier on in the series, and obviously we didn't get you a cake. Rude. But it wasn't your birthday on the day of an actual podcast. No, we just. Got three points for my birthday, so I was happy instead. There you go. Yeah. Mark, when when's your birthday? May twenty first. Twenty first of May. Yeah. Okay. So it, it that's close season, isn't it? It's close yeah. season. Yeah, so we just... w- unfortunately we won't be doing a podcast on that day. Playoff final. Which then? means yeah. no cake. Nathan, when's yours? Uh, mine is next Thursday. I mean, would you like? I mean, would you like to do what you did earlier on and just? You know, ask Siri when you're. No, that's not. We know it's all cold on a Saturday. It's the second of June. Yeah, it's fine. We know it's out of season. Whatever. So no cake for you. Um, Which means the only birthday left international. Nathan gets. That is a good point. No, let's let's do an England podcast. And no, no, it wouldn't quite work as well, would it? This is Mansfield matters, not England matters. Um, (laughs) Which the only remaining birthday is, is is mine which is on the 18th of January, which I do believe this year, next year, will be a Thursday no, as well. I was going to double check that. I mean, it's probably going to prove me wrong. I'm sure it is a Thursday <laughs> this year because I've got a thing at work which I also have to record, which is a Thursday. It's when is Thursday. it? 18th of January. What day is the 18th of January, 2018? It's Thursday. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so no pressure whatsoever. 
But just saying, if you want to buy me gifts, pick a mix and a cake, I'm open to offers. Let's move back then to uh, move the, to talking about everything uh, this week. Then earlier on, we mentioned um, about Steve Evans and the, and the thing with uh, David Noble on the Magic Sponge uh, podcast. A couple of points which David Noble raised. He played with Evans as a kid. Uh, and it was a time when, as a publicity stunt, Boston signed Paul Gascoigne as a player coach. Can you remember? Yeah, you know, vaguely. Yeah, Paul yeah. Gascoigne going to Boston. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, yeah. Basically, it was a publicity stunt, and obviously, all the players were sort of keen to, to work with Gazza and things like that. And Evans had apparently, called, this is what was said on the, on the Magic Sponge podcast anyway, had uh, promised the players a, a training session with Gazza on how to hit free kicks. Evans turned up at the training session, according to. Uh, to our man David Noble and said, "You're right, Paul. I'm not. You're not taking this session. I'm taking this training session. You're going in goal and put Paul Gascoigne in goal." <laughs> Steve Evans, school and management kids. Uh, and then the interesting bit for me was uh, at the back end of his career, David Noble re-signed for Evans at Rotherham. But he always said that the players felt like they were constantly walking on eggshells. Egg Evans didn't like being stood up to. Uh, they went through a bad run of results as we have and they had a crisis meeting and all of the players felt they were too scared to say anything to talk out to Steve Evans and to have their say and to say actually Gaffer the problem isn't us and isn't confidence the problem is is you shouting and bawling at us from the first minute can anyone see a resemblance can anyone see where he's coming from because I was listening to this earlier on and thinking sometimes ex-players who don't get on with ex-managers have a bit of a gripe against them but what he said for me it rings true he does yeah most definitely do you find that a concern Mark would you if you were listening to that would you find that a concern that ex-players I mean he's not the only ex-player to say it as well you know there is that book The Journeyman as well which which References his days at, at Crawley, I do believe yeah. as well. There was, I think, a clip I saw on YouTube. They were celebrating that he got the sack one now, something. Yeah, but yeah, it don't feel like, as a player. You look at that and you want confidence. You don't want that, and that is a bit of a concern. And it's just like, if is this the case at the stakes? Because we've always asked why he hasn't signed ex players. Is it because? Mm-hmm. He annoys so many players because they don't, they can't get on with him. Is that, is that a danger that you'd be worried about? The fact that you know too many players are walking on eggshells and always, and he says this in the press all the time. Dave, the last point I will bring up about David Noble, he said in this podcast that no matter what they did, Evans always made constant references to Crawley. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like lives in the past. Yeah, thing, I mean, when we, a couple of weeks ago, I don't. Where is it when we played Lincoln, and he made the comment of when I was at Rotherham we was on exactly the same points at Rotherham and we went on to win the league or mm. we went on to get promoted he said that a few times yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah he has to be honest do you think it's <laughs> that, that he said that for a confidence thing saying we were in the same situation I can deliver that for Mansfield as well I don't think it is listening to listening to that I really don't think it is I think there's something Maybe it's an arrogance thing or whatever, but I just think as a player, I know personally I wouldn't respond to that. Mm-hmm. I just found that interesting to, to find. Best thing to do, I think, is once you've obviously subscribed to the Mansfield Matters podcast, is go and have a look <laughs> for the Magic Sponge podcast. Have a listen to that episode. It's about halfway in, back towards the back end of it. Have a listen and just see what you make of it. It was a very interesting one and one, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm sure maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about with with other people in the future as well. Time is against us, boys, because... 
Nathan's good lady's cooking him dinner, isn't she? Yeah, I'm trying there well. <coughs> Where's ours? I mean, she she's just going to a fast food restaurant and just bringing probably cleaning it up, isn't she? Uh, so I'm <laughs> conscious that I want to get you home so you don't get in trouble. Yes. Yeah, um, so we'll blast through the last couple of topics. Obviously. October is out of the way now. Mm-hmm. Uh, final reflections on October. Let's start with you, with you, Mark. Obviously, the start of the month, uh, two defeats. Yeah. Then we had. Then we've run pretty much in all competitions. A, a, a what? A five game unbeaten run at the minute. So indifferent October. Would you say? What was your your thoughts on it as a whole? Yeah, indifferent really. But you look at the games we've played. I mean, there's been some games like the Exeter, for example, and the Barnet when they played some good football, and it's just dropped points really. That's the disappointing thing about it really. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's so frustrating. We could probably be what uh, two, four, six points better off this month. Mm. Is that a concern yeah. for you, Nath? Well, I I think you make it sound good by saying five unbeaten in all competitions, but that I think the two wins are in the Checker Trade Trophy. Yeah, exactly. And the, the the three draws were all ones that we should have won. Really, Barnet, we should be coming away with three points because they're not the side they used to be. Um, Newport, okay, they're doing all right at the moment, but should have won. Uh, and Exeter, we played really well. I think the one positive we can take out of it is actually the last couple of games, uh, as in league games, our performances have been better. And that's what we needed for, for quite a while. Our performances were pretty poor, weren't they? So, mm. as well as the results. So, at least the performances are picking up a bit more now. It's just a matter of, like, say, stop dropping the points. So, I think if we had to drop the points, we'd had have held on to them games. We'd be in sixth at the minute, and we'd be on. 28 points does that speak that raise alarm bells to you guys because it does for me yeah. at the minute yeah it's yeah. losing points and it's yeah. it's considerably affecting our league standings because we were outright favourites to win the league yeah. win outright promotion uh, outright Leaders to finish in the that, top seven. I, I want to ignore that though, as in the you know the How's whole, that whole shot in the How's that killed us? I think we've led it to be honest because I think the problem that we've got. I don't care what other clubs think because they can think whatever they want. But our fans, our expectations of supporters just hit the roof. You know, we we we. I think most of us went with that, and we I think we expected to hit the ground running. I don't know. I don't know when Mansfield Town have ever hit the ground running in the, in the league. To be honest, so um, when have uh, we ever been tipped for favourites as well? Exactly. At the start yeah. of the season. So I, I think it's not done as a favour, but I also think that actually we still got a chance. It's not out there. I, I think that I've said it numerous times. And it's part of post like a broken record. But I do think the longer the season goes on, the better we're going to be. And I think as soon as we get these whatever we're doing wrong, I'll be putting the ball in the net a bit more. Or cutting out these laps in in defensive you know errors, I, we will start putting teams away, and I, we can go on a run. I, I genuinely because the quality of the players will allow us to. Well, let's yeah. look ahead then to, to next fixtures. We'll talk about Shoreline in more details in a moment. If you want to keep your comments coming in, uh, you can do at MTFC Matters on Twitter, or you can drop a comment uh, in the comments if you're watching it on the Facebook live feed. If you're not and you're listening to this back, if you want to watch and you want to get involved on the live stream every Thursday six thirty ish on facebook.com forward slash mtfc matters we usually hear for about an hour but the last three weeks before we've probably gone for about an hour and a, an hour and a half so we're just here until we get bored basically <laughs> uh, which you know it's good but we enjoy getting your comments coming in we'll talk about shoreline uh, in a moment get your comments in on that i want to be asking you the question i'm going to be asking you guys and you at home if you're watching um is have we got the players who have got the right attitude and character to go to a club and a ground and a facility 
like Shaw Lane to avoid a slip on a banana skin. I'll be asking that in a moment, but first, let's look ahead to the league fixtures for uh, November. Of course, what will November bring? Obviously, we've all got one uh, eye on the end of the month and a bit of a walk for all of us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, first and foremost, after Shaw Lane, it's a trip to Coventry, followed by a home game with Stevenage, midweek trip to Port Vale, and then the big one, Saturday the 25th of November, one o'clock kickoff, Chesterfield at home. Anyone, where do you think we should be at the end of this month? I'm looking at those fixtures and I'm thinking, I would like to see us go unbeaten this month. Mm. I don't think that's a, 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 too bad of an yeah. ask. I um, think, to be honest, with the games, we looked strong against uh, Stevenage last year. And with their teams not changed overly much, obviously Port Vale and Chesterfield dwindling down at the bottom, and Coventry <laughs> can't. And Coventry don't seem to perform at home that well, and I think their ground overfaces them quite a lot. They can't perform to what their fans want, so I think they're going to slip up quite a lot at home this season. So I think clean sweep, three points a lot. Three points for a lot. Big mm. statement. Anyone uh, uh, want to back Cam and agree with that? <laughs> no, I, think, I think we could do it. It'd be nice, but... I don't know if I trust no. us to do that. Yeah. I, I think the main one there, the, I think the toughest one there would be Coventry, I would say. Well, the question Michael's just asked on Facebook is what's the hardest game and what's the easiest game in the next four weeks? Mark, what would you say? What's the hardest? It's one of them, I think. Everyone's tough, really, aren't they, at any stage of the season, but... <laughs> yeah, I'd say commentary to be honest with you. I think the hardest is Chesterfield. I knew you were going to say that. Local and rivals. I hope, so you get, you I hope the players think it's going to be the hardest because they need to lift it for that because the form goes out the window. And that is exactly it. That is exactly it. Yeah. Because the difference between us and Chesterfield, and in no way I'm picking up Chesterfield at all here, but we've spoke about it week upon week about that word of passion. They've got Jack Lester in charge now, mm-hmm. a man who bleeds blue. A man who's played in all these local derbies over the years and knows the importance of it to the fans. We still don't have that in our dressing room. Yes, we're getting creativity and desire back, but we still don't have that person who bleeds amber and blue. And that could be the difference on derby day. That's why it's the hardest game for me. Mm. Easiest Mm. game? I think probably Coventry. Because it's a big pitch. Good team, good manager. I think it's one which will, it be, and because it's coming soon, I think it'll suit the style of football we've been playing late, playing lately for me. So, what do you expect, Simon? You're going to go for four wins, or you're going to go for unbeaten, or do you think we're going to slip up? Three wins and a draw. Three wins and a draw, Nath. Um, maybe three wins and a defeat. Three wins and a defeat. Yeah, oh. three wins and a draw. Three wins and a draw. Well, fingers crossed in a month's time as we. Uh, start the Christmas festivities we will have a Christmas set I think we'll try and squeeze a Christmas tree in somewhere Uh, we'll be talking about an unbeaten month let's uh, move on to another bit of news this week before we look ahead to um, the the game at Shore Lane on Saturday obviously we're all disappointed to hear the news about Clipston uh, over the weekend obviously for those who didn't have not heard about it Clipston um, their clubhouse was ransacked by vandals on Saturday night I think over the weekend Mm -hmm. might have been Sunday Um, people basically smashing stuff and squeezing sauce and everything up the wall petulant silly stupid all the local clubs have rallied around there's been a donations page as well which has been fantastic to see um, in there as well but Steve Evans has rang up the the Clipston chairman uh, or the Clipston club and said we're going to bring a a first 11 down to play a friendly you keep the gate receipts 
bit of money in your club and I think that's a fantastic yeah. gesture Definitely. all yeah. around so that will be yeah. taking place on Tuesday November the 28th which is after the Chesterfield game uh, of course with a 7 o'clock kickoff. so make sure um, you uh, make sure you get yourself down to that one and support what is a fantastic cause as well full details on the prices on the club's website let's move finally on then to talking about up for the cup are the Stags players going to have the right attitude and approach to Saturday's trip to Shaw Lane Shaw Lane non-league club similar probably facilities to your Rainworths your things like that don't won't have the greatest facilities some of the players in our dressing room are used to nice facilities nice showers I think you're probably they're going to be in for a surprise. Yeah. It could well be a little bit like us five doing this podcast in, in my bedroom, <laughs> getting changed in, in an area as big as that with yeah. one shower and, a, and yeah. a nail for a hook. I'll say, when I found out that we've got Shawlane, I was on YouTube and on the internet looking for things and I watched the highlights from the Barrow game and it looks as if they've literally just got port cabins for dressing rooms. And that's so the thing. Is, it's a big step down from what we get at most grounds in League 2 at the minute. And will our players, Simon, will our players have that mentality of walking in there with a little bit of arrogance, a little bit like, if you like, Mrs. Carrington Smythe when she's been shopping at a high-end supermarket her entire life <laughs> and all of a sudden she's maxed out all of her credit cards and she's forced to shop at a budget supermarket like for want of a better one Aldi and she walks in and she goes, oh my gosh, what is this utter, utter guff? Is it going to be like that? No, I think, I think Steve Evans has got his head screwed on right way and I think he'll... Give us that bit of a professionalism. He'll, he'll, we, we'll know what, what it's about and, you know, I think the lads all go out there. And I just don't want them, I don't want Mansell to turn up and think they've already won the game. That's what I don't yeah. want because that will be our downfall. If, if we go with the mentality of we can just step out there, we're Mansell Town, we're League Two, you're, you're two leagues lower than us, three leagues lower than us, you know, we can beat you by just turning up then we've shot ourselves in foot basically and that I think this is why this week has been really really important for us because on Tuesday night he was excellent uh, back as captain scored the goal mm. as well you thought I was going to talk about Digby then so yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was excellent too by the way uh, but a man a leader who's been there he's played at that sort of similar level he's been, he's been involved in those fixtures Xander Diamond he'll hopefully be back in Saturday yeah. a leader we need those players to step up now and say look boys this is going to be a game they've got some good players who've played at a high level Paul Clayton who played for, for Alfreton Damien I think uh, Reeves who played for Altrincham in the conference yeah. against as well players who are a handful they'll be up for it it's on TV they'll want to make a name for themselves we've got to be there and we've got to be thoroughly thoroughly professional yeah. because if yeah. just one just one has a hint of an attitude or a hint of arrogance, then mm. the whole thing, like a game of Jenga, yeah. is going to come tumbling down, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Prediction time, Mark. I'd say three no stokes. Nath? If we do go out professional like we hope they do, I find it four nil. Simon? Uh, it'll be tough, but I think if we get one, we'll get, you know, we'll we'll roll them over. So I'm going to put my neck out line and go one more and say five. Oh! Cam. 3-1. Okay. Chris on Facebook says, on Saturday we'll be 2 up inside 30 minutes, game over. Uh, yes, of course, but we have the players to beat Shaw Lane. Uh, but who will turn up and be a stag? My prediction is this. 0-0 a replay? God, I hope not. I've got plenty of <laughs> <shoes in> that. <laughs> um, my prediction is, is this. I think 
Shawlane will score early. I think they'll be one nil up at half time. I think there'll be a lot of shouting from the dressing room, the Port of Kevin dressing room, which we'll all hear. <laughs> They're always Man- anyway. I know. And Mansfield <laughs> Town will come back fighting. I think we'll win the cup tie. 3-1. Shawlane will be in it. Their legs will be tired. I think they played a full 180 minutes on, on, on Tuesday night in their cup game they had. Oh. Not got a bigger squad as us, of course. We've just got to be up for it and we've got to be in it. I'm going to say 3-1 uh, to Stags. So fingers crossed when we return this time next week, we will be, you know, we'll be winners. Talking yeah. of winners, Cam, you put your neck on your line earlier by saying you get six of the connection question points. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap up on this then, of course. <coughs> And the connection mm. question was Shore Lane were found as, as a club as the club they are now bar the dropping of the name Aquaforce from the name due to league rules in 2012 in that year I wanted to know which non-league club did the Stags play at this stage of the competition and as it went all the way to penalties via a replay and extra time can you name the four successful penalty takers and the Stags heroic keeper you said you'd get all six Simon you said one or two. Nathan, you said? One or two. One or, Not two. one or two. Right, come on then. Played Slough. Town. Yes, Slough Town, yep. Shane Redmond was the goalkeeper. Yes. Huh. Can I get a bonus point? I forget this, if I mention something else. I'll see. You were commentator with Martin Shaw for that game. I was. You don't get a bonus point for it, though. Save by Redmond! Briscoe scored. Yep. Matt Reed, Yes. Junior Daniel, Colin Daniel, whatever his name is. And Jake Spate. You said you'd get six. Cam, you got five. Did oh. I get five? Oh. oh Anyone want to have a guess? Richie Sutton. Chris no. Clemens. No. Yes. Yeah. Chris Clemens was the other, the other penalty taker. So, <sighs> unfortunately, Cam. I know Jake Spate definitely did play scored, that game. But Spate scored the winning penalty. That's my one. So it's Colin, <laughs> uh, yeah. Colin Daniel. Who did? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Brisk, uh, that Briscoe played. Briscoe, well, he obviously played because he I don't know. took a penalty. Did he take a penalty? It was Colin Daniel who didn't score. Yeah. Oh, Chris Clemens. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't think he went, did he? He didn't need to go. He would have been number five, I think, because yeah. we won it in the fourth penalty. I can't remember. Oh, it was a long time ago and a very long evening uh, indeed. <laughs> Let's hope that on Saturday at, at uh, Shaw Lane, in front of the TV cameras, live on BT Sports The Nation, that Mansfield don't get held to a nil-nil draw and, and end up being a replay needing extra time and penalties because let's face it whilst we all love Abba we just don't want the heartache do we let's not send out an SOS let's not make sure that it goes to penalties and the winner takes it all let make sh- let's make sure the job is done on the day and that Mansfield Town <laughs> get the win in the FA Cup First round proper. Don't you dare hover over that ball. Yeah, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. There was a pop up, so yeah, we I'm, not, even... I'm not finished. I was building up to. I was building up to an epic finish, and now you've killed it all. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's been fantastic. Uh, yeah, so let's hope, let's hope that Mansfield Town can can do the business in the FA Cup on Saturday. Tickets are sold out from the Mansfield end, so get yourself down to the One Course Stadium if you've not got a ticket. Go and support the club by watching it at the club. Uh, as well Pie and Peas I think on offer uh, for a fiver no uh, tickets are a fiver to go and watch the game in the Kevin Bird suite they, oh, that's what I've just said yeah there you go but you know it's a fiver to get in yeah which includes you yeah. yes same thing yeah. 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 it is isn't it yeah you can see why I took the point yeah. off him why is this so much hard work I know yeah. why is this so much hard work it's ridiculous um, <laughs> the point is um, I've always had a saying when it comes to Mansfield Town it stems back 
years and years ago to Luton when everybody thought in the FA Trophy that Luton would run us into the ground. Luton are an arrogant club for me, always have been, always will be. Mm. I've always said that overestimation and underconfidence will always be a team's greatest downfall. Let's make sure that that's not Mansfield Town on Saturday. Let's make sure we're professional and our name are in the hat for round two of the FA Cup. This has been the first time we've been five on the panel. I don't think it'll be the last time. It's been enjoyable. We're going to hopefully make a loan signing next week uh, and, and get Jamie Maguire on the podcast. Nathan, Thank welcome back. Thank you. Hopefully get your case back soon because if we don't get gifts uh, in the next next week or so, then frankly you'll drop from the podcast. I just hope nobody's well. taken them out of the case as well. Like that may have happened. So we'll see. I'm starting to think now that he hasn't actually brought his <laughs> gifts for us. Are you thinking the same thing? Um, excuses. I, I think that, yeah, but... exactly. This, this, his, his, his case is probably sat at home. <laughs> it's just doing all this bit of a growing a beard just for a bit of a, a bit of effect. And yeah, I mean, for a bit of attention. Yeah, that's, that's it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think there's a bit of conspiracy. Don't, don't there, tell the insurance yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there you go, uh, Nathan. Welcome back. Thank you. I know it's not a sunny climate, um, but. No, I'm happy to do that, really. Happy to do it. Swap the Bahamas in Miami for a, a cold Saturday lunchtime in Jolene. No, 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 swapped it for a Tuesday yeah. evening against Everton under 23. So. What more do you want? Exactly. Hey, what more do you want? In fact, no, you don't even need to do that. I mean, who wants to spend their Thursday evening sitting cocktails in a pool in X amount of heat when you can sit around with four of your mates drinking what can only be described as well made tea? Talking about Mansfield Town. <laughs> Nathan Edge has been with us, Mark Plummer's been with us, Cam Felton's been with us, and Simon Mercer as well. I'm Craig Priest. This is a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. matters. Nathan. I'm not doing that. I'm Nathan, sorry. Nathan ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it next week, don't worry. I can't be that choosy, sorry. <laughs> tagline of the show. Thanks very much for listening, thanks very much for watching. We'll see you at the same time on Facebook, 6 30 next Thursday. From all of these four and from me. Good night, goodbye. See you later. Bye-bye. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.